Arvidsson still with the puck, ragging it away from Kempe and sending it back to the Predators' end. That'll kill some clock. 20 seconds gone. Kings get the puck back. I have follow scores! This is an All the Kings Men post game podcast. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Rolling? Yeah. You're rolling. We are rolling. Nice. We're rolling high above the ice in the Bob Miller Press Box at Staples Center. Joining me tonight on Star Wars Night, Episode 3. Dave Joseph, how are you doing tonight, Dave? May the force be with you, Jesse. And you as well. Isn't that how you're supposed to say it? I don't it, know. Somebody... Also with you? And I don't know. There's oh, cat... that's church. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to get at. I'm Jewish. I don't know from Catholicism, but oh, I'm told. That's Catholicism. That, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some sort of. Peace be with you. Yeah, and also you with you. Yeah, and also with you. That's it. I don't know. Star Wars Night. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know who the force wasn't with? Uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, the L.A. Kings offense. We don't call them the Los Angeles Kings anymore. What do we call them? The L.A. Kings. The L.A. Kings. Yeah. That's right, we do. Yeah. yeah. I should have known that. Extra L tonight because they lost. <laughs> <laughs> they were the That's good line. They were the A Kings, <laughs> and they earned themselves that L. The, and the A. Yeah. 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 You, uh, you had a two-word description, double S, uh... We'll call it a Sith show tonight in honor of Star Wars. Yeah, Sith show. Yeah. yeah. yeah Tonight's yeah, game yeah, was yeah. a Sith show. It was. It was, it was a big, gonna... steamy Sith show. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to be the title of this episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the Sith, you know how there's yeah. like the stunner at Staples, the Frenzy yeah. on Figaro, the, the, the Miracle Sith on show. Manchester? This was the, uh, Sith, the Sith show at Staples. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. Three S's. Yeah, I mean, they were never really in this game. Well, it was two to one at one point. Uh, yes, that's a very nice never, way of putting it. They're yeah. still never really in the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, bumped into a mutual acquaintance of uh, mine and the great Daryl Evans uh, after the game. And then Daryl happened to walk by, and they, you know, we were stopping and chatting, and they said, you know, hey, you know, what happened tonight? And he just said, ah, got away from them early, and then that was pretty much it. And there wasn't a whole lot more to, than that to say. No, you know what? And and the thing that I'd like to say mm. is it was a packed house tonight. It was full house. Yeah. The arena was filled to the gills, yeah. as they say, packed to the Raptors, a fully armed and operational death star Ex- or Staples. Center. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about, but sure. <laughs> uh, Staples center kind of looks like the death star. No, mm. from the top. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I've never seen it. So, oh, all right. Just... Well, it's a big metal ball. Yeah. Similar. Yeah. But Why the place not? was packed. It was. Yeah. The crowd, you could feel the, the energy mm-hmm. of the crowd early in the game. Yeah. There's a fight with Kyle Clifford and, mm-hmm. and uh, Tenorti from the Predators. Crowd's into it, and then, wah, 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 wah. like, yeah. where did that, where did that go? Yeah. Where, why, um, why is there? Why is there this? Um, I, I'm grasping for it. Where, where, it, it it's like something's missing mm. from this team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is exactly. I can't put my finger on it. Finish. Is that what it is? I think so. It didn't feel like there were a whole lot of opportunities, though, against Pecorino. No, teams. look, in the first period, they were outshot 20 to 10 or something like yeah. that. So it, it was a bad I think game. They only had four shots in the third period. That looks right. I mean, it was. It wasn't a lot. No. That was Grant, a bad, it was a bad game. It was they a bad game. But yeah, yeah, there were a lot of penalties. They did have a power play goal. Mm hmm. Alex Ifalo. Uh, yeah, four shots in the third period, seven in the second, and eight in the first, 19 for the whole game. I mean. Yeah, that's not going to get it done. 
I mean, yeah, you know. No, it's not. Look, it was a bad game. You, you come out to the bench. You see the crowd. Mm-hmm. It's it's packed in here. You can feel the energy. Yeah. I offer it's this not for- as an excuse, but perhaps as an explanation. Okay. And, and again, not an excuse. I'm not saying that this is an acceptable explanation. I'm just saying this may be the explanation. Uh, they come back from the road on New Year's Eve, and they have a heck of a game, right? Yeah, they played great. Yes, they did. And then New Year's, and then New Year's Day, and then two days off. So? I don't know. Can't look, string together two games, two good games? Look, contrary. Is that a lot con- to ask? <laughs> contrary. I mean, you have a day off. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I mean, contrary to what I've been screaming for the last month and a half yeah this isn't a very good team now you've said in the past couple of pods yeah that, that this is a good team a good team but not a very good not team. a very good okay i got it i got it I the see predators you. careful with the mic there <laughs> i'm good the predators <laughs> uh may not be a very good team no they're not they're not but they're better than the kings yes they are so the kings lost and that's where you're leaving it, huh? I mean, you let me ask you. Let me put it to you this way: Yeah, you didn't think that this was my theory. Mm-hmm. They played Philly really well New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Four first period goals, mm-hmm. three power play goals, mm-hmm. a shorthanded goal, mm-hmm. a Kyle Clifford goal, a Kyle Clifford goal. Uh-huh. You didn't think that after that game and that performance that they were going to come out tonight and look like that team. Oh, I thought they were going to kill him. <laughs> I thought they were going to come out and be great. That's what I thought. Yeah. So what? Wh- where is the disconnect? They're not a very good team. I'm giving you like an impish shrug here yeah. for people who can't see me, but yeah. I mean, I look. We were before we started recording. We were talking about the Wagner, Kempe, and Lazat line. Yep. And we've been talking about this is we're going to rehash some old conversations here. On any given night. My feelings, and I suspect a lot of feel- people's feelings about Austin Wagner, varies based on how the whether or not the team wins or loses. If the team wins, oh my God, that line's buzzing all over the place. They're creating chances. They're picking off passes. You know, breakaways all over the. Ah, this is great. If they lose, oh my God, they're <laughs> buzzing all over the place, but they can't finish the breakaways that never turn into a, like it's. So, <laughs> you have you have also said repeatedly this team goes as Andre Kopitar does, right? Yes. If I'm not mistaken, Did one, not one tonight. shot on goal tonight. Right. Exactly right. That's not going to do it. And Dustin Brown's not in the lineup. Right. Uh, Martinez's is, first game back. Martinez's first game back, and you're playing without Curtis McDermott, mm-hmm. who's a big physical force back there. But I don't think that changes the game plan, and I don't think it should change how a team comes out or approaches this game, and I don't think that it did. I just don't think... I don't think that the Lazat kempe wagner line played poorly tonight. I thought they created chances. I thought they hemmed... Nashville in their own zone for no. I mean, they uh, did what they do, right? Like, which is I don't usually think not score, not score that much. But when they do, it usually ends up in a win. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just I'm just guess. looking at the fancy stats. Uh, the best lines by possession numbers. Okay. Uh, I follow Kopitar to Foley and Wagner, Lazat, and Kempe. But as we said, no goals. No goals. So, well, one for Maya Follow. On a really nice pass from Tyler Toffoli, I oh, thought. sweet pass. And he yeah. walked in and he scores. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah, <laughs> as far as, like, any, scoring chances. There wasn't anything else for the whole – there wasn't another play where you went, ooh, they should have scored on this. Yeah. Oh, there was one – there was actually one 
Uh, was it Carter in the corner? He was behind the net. Can't remember if it was Carter. But Amadio was coming through the slot, mm-hmm. and he put it in his feet, and he had a wide open net, but yep. the puck was in his feet, and he couldn't yep. get it. And Look, here's the shots on goal, even strength shots yep. on goal for the okay. game. Uh, Matt Roy, four. Oh. Sean Walker, three. Those are your leading shooters for the game. That's Kings. not good. No. I mean, it's good for those two. Sure. It's not good for the rest of them. But if you only take... Uh, and they only had 20 shots for the whole game. Yeah. I mean, according to this even strength, so they had half, 19 uh, even strength. Yeah. And seven of them come from the perimeter from your defenseman. Right. Eh, it's not great. No. Then after those two, uh, I follow into Foley both with two. And nobody else on the team with more than one. Wagner, Hutton, Lazat, Clegg, Luff, Prohorkin, all with none. Uh, Amadio, Ferk, Clifford, Carter, Dowdy, Kopitar, Martinez, Kempe, all with one. That's not going to get it done. So my question to you again is, mm-hmm. what happened to the team that played Philly on Tuesday night? Well, that, it looked like an entirely different team. I'm going to point to the blobs. <laughs> those <laughs> green blobs? Yeah. yeah. So the, these ones are, are Nashville, for those not able to look at what Dave and I are looking at. I'm pointing at the shot map, the okay. heat map. Yep. Which is a shows where all the shots are coming from. This is this is Nashville here. Four goals coming from within like ten feet of the net, the five feet of the yep. net, right? Like Down exactly where you want to come from. Yeah. Yep. Meanwhile, over here on Kingsland, <laughs> there's Walker and Roy's shots. That, bright right. red, bright red spot out by the by the point. I don't know what this little weird where Mario Lemieux used to score his goals. Yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Down below the goal line, and then out in front where you where you want all your real trouble from. It's pretty light. Pretty pretty much nothing. So part of it could just be that um, <laughs> the Nashville played good defense. Part of it could be that the Kings just weren't pressuring them. They weren't they weren't forcing them to play good defense. They were take they were taking what Nashville gave them. Perimeter shots, you know, lazy whatever. Um, Nashville's not that much better than this Kings team though. Uh, they're they're a little better. Yeah, they're not that much better. I'm looking up the standings, they're right struggling. Now. They're they're yes. five seven points out of a wild card spot. Five points out of the. But wild I think card they have spot. a bunch of game in hand, don't yeah, they? Whatever. Well, so I'm I in the last couple of years I have begun using goal differential. Like once we hit the Thanksgiving mark, or maybe even earlier, I start looking at goal differential. Okay. And the teams that are out of a playoff spot but have a positive goal differential, those are the teams I look at and I go, okay, those are the ones that are going to climb. And the teams with negative goal differential are the ones that are going to sink. So looking at the playoff race right now, St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas, I don't think are going anywhere. Um, Dallas with 52 points. Vegas, Arizona, and Vancouver probably not going anywhere. All six of those teams, double-digit positive goal differential. Yep. Now we're looking at the wild card. Edmonton, minus seven yeah, goal differential. Winnipeg, plus one. Calgary minus 12, Minnesota minus 10, Nashville plus 6. So for me personally, if I'm looking at the standings, I go, all right. Nashville's going to work their way up. Yeah, and Edmonton Winnipeg's will work. going to start playing better. Yeah, or they'll just hang out in the 8th seed, 7th seed, whatever. And Edmonton's going to plummet. Yeah. Calgary's going to plummet. And Nashville will climb up. And what's the Kings goal differential? Minus. <laughs> Go ahead and see if you can guess. Uh, minus. Let me, let me, uh, Colorado has a plus 32. Oh, jeez. Boston has a plus 29. Pittsburgh is plus, 20, plus 32. New Jersey is minus 38. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The Kings are. Oh, Jesus. Detroit's a minus 71. <laughs> 
That's why people, when I say the Kings are good, and I like, I go like, I get it, they're not contenders, but so they're, they're not Detroit. So they're somewhere in between New Jersey and Pittsburgh. Oh, they are. They're worse than New Jersey. No, no, they're I'm saying they're in between New Jersey and Pittsburgh. They're somewhere between plus thirty-two and minus thirty-two. Okay, so I'm going to say that they're minus twenty-three. Oh, very close, Dave Joseph. They're minus twenty-six. Okay, which is not great. Minus Sean Walker. Now I yeah, that's right. I don't know what they are since Kovalchuk left. But it, but it's a lot smaller than minus twenty six. I'll give you that. Do you um, think it is really? I do. Okay. I mean, I know it is. You, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. Right. But, <laughs> but you'll it's look smaller. It up the next yeah, I will. Um, but I mean, so so Nashville Nashville's not great. They're four games above five hundred. The Kings are math five games under five hundred. Right. So it's a pretty big swing. Um, and listen, what what Nashville has and the Kings don't. And I'm not suggesting that Nashville is a cup contender because I don't think they are. In fact, I was having a conversation in the press box during the game about the fact that all of their centers are a little bit soft, for lack of a better word. Um, I'm a doughy fella, so I don't like to accuse other much tougher <laughs> men than me of being soft. <laughs> yeah. But this is somebody else's word. In hockey t- in hockey. Yes, terms, in comparison sense, to other right. – in comparison to, say, like Boston. Um, but they have guys like Roman Yossi. Or Arvidsson. They have guys that when the absolute game is on the line will do something. And the Kings have guys that can do something. But Andre Kopitar took one shot on Goldman. And they lost. Yeah, that's concerning. Yeah. I mean, he can't be the guy every night. Mm-mm. Kopi can't be the guy every night. There's got to be someone to help pick up that slack. There especially when Dustin Brown isn't in the lineup, mm-hmm. right? So I follow scores tonight. Toffoli gets an assist tonight. Mm-hmm. But then what? Then there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no secondary scoring. There's no Your third line isn't scoring. Your fourth line. But to your point, the third line uh, may have been the best line on yes, the ice. but if you can't finish. But this is why you need. That's the issue. But this And we, had, we identified it last time, right, when we made the new 10 questions. And we said, who's the second line? Yeah. Because the reality is, you know, I was having a conversation with the same fella that called Nashville Soft. Um, and we're talking about the second line. He asked me, what do I think of Prohorkin? And I said, I, I, Prohorkin's fine. I right? agree. The problem I see with Prohorkin at the mo- moment is he's not a second-line center. right? He's not good enough to be a reliable second-line center. But I think he's too good to be a fourth line. Like, if, you're, if you put him on the fourth line, then you're playing him like... Eight minutes a yeah, night. Yeah, and what's the, what even is the right. point? Ten minutes a night. But we have a third line. Right, Lazat, Kempe, and Wagner, regardless of how much they score, they do stuff. They do what a third line ought to do. And you don't really have a second line center. We don't even you have you have eighty percent operational Jeff Carter and an AHLer and a KHLer. I like Martin Furk. I'm thrilled that he has three goals in four games. I like Perhorkin. Right. Like we were talking about his game tonight, yeah. you know, where you're saying, like, where do you slot him? And I said, listen, one of the things I really like about him is that a ton of his goals, not that he has a ton of goals, but a lot of the plays where he's on the ice that result in scoring are directly a result of him not giving up on plays. And so he takes an extra whack or he moves to the extra spot in a scrum and the pucks in the back. And then you go like, oh, that never would happen if right, he doesn't yeah. put in the extra effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's Agreed. too good for the fourth and he's not good enough for the second. And we have a third line. So unless they're going to start playing somebody else with Kempe and Lazat who can put the puck in the net and make that the second line, which I don't necessarily think is the answer. 
Um, I mean, look, this is why the team's – Or is it? Oh. But this is why the team is in 27th place or whatever place they're in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you trying know, to, I agree. Trying to be positive here, I, Dave. I, I, I know you're doing a good job. <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. And I like Prohorka, too. And I like Martin Furk. I think yeah. in Ontario he was fantastic, and I like what I've seen from him here so far. Um, I didn't notice a whole lot of guys out there tonight. Mm-mm. I did notice Prohorkin a little bit, although I think he, he didn't have a shot on net. No. Like, I didn't I, – I, I usually notice Kopi. I didn't notice Kopi at all tonight. Yeah, not a knock on him. I Like, I, he can't do it every single night. Yeah, it's, that's fine. You could knock him. I, I, he's I'm an not. all-star. He's the captain. He's great. No, I know. I'm but saying, he, had a, he had a bum but, game. But I can go through the lineup and say, I didn't – I didn't notice anybody out there tonight. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, I didn't say, wow, this guy. You know, we at the end of, the, end of this, we'll say, who's the player of the game? Player yeah. of the game? Y- you got me tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, no, that's a good point. Like, I would, you know, probably say it's Alex Ifollow because sure, he scored the he goal. Scored. Yeah. But I couldn't, I couldn't list three guys for you tonight who stood out where I went, wow, he had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Or like the last time I came here, uh, New Year's Eve, and I said, well, Adrian Kempe, mm-hmm. oh my God, he had maybe the best game of his, of his season so far. There's no, there was nobody tonight, and I just don't understand that. I mean, so just to reference the conversation, how I had do you with have the eighteen guys who, and and none of them are no, you know what I mean? Like, listen, we all we all like Todd McClellan. We very all much. we all think he's doing a great job, absolutely. But at the end of last season, we all sat there in the media room at the Toyota Sports Performance Center. And listened to the actual players say out loud about themselves, we were entitled. Yep. We were lazy. Yep. We didn't put in the effort. We didn't practice. We didn't practice well. Tyler Toffoli called their practices city. Like, <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. So Todd McClellan is but one man. You know what I mean? Like He can only do so much? Yeah. All he can do is cut their ice time and yell at them. But if they're going to put in a performance like they did tonight, I assume he's going to yell at them tomorrow. But Dustin Brown's out. Uh, McDermott's out. McDermott's out. Ryan's out. Ryan's out. Uh, Martinez is back. Martinez is back. Forward could be Forward's back. back. I'm trying to think of the other forwards that are gone for some reason. Um, Tanner Pearson. <laughs> going to make me cry. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah. But, I mean, they, they're, you know Trevor I mean? Lewis. They have Martin Furk in the lineup. Trevor Lewis is out. Yes, Trevor Lewis is out. Dustin Brown is out. So I mean, and and even with with Brown and Lewis in the lineup, not a ton of scoring from those two gentlemen. Brown's good for forty points, maybe, but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Um, so yeah, they gave a crummy performance. I didn't like. I didn't think this was one was on Campbell, but I also didn't think he looked spectacular. No, he wasn't. He 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 was average tonight. Yeah, sure. But I mean, they got outshot. Like he, you know, yeah. there were a couple. Like one bounced off of three guys, and yeah, one went. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, um, look, they got beat by a better. Uh, it's disappointing. They got beat by a better team, but they also beat a better team three nights ago here in this very same building. Yeah, with a packed house mm-hmm. and a bunch of people in orange jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. And there were a bunch of people wearing gold tonight. I know that was which was kind of strange. Very strange. Like, I didn't. When did Nashville have a traveling thing? I don't base? know. And I thought that industry in Nashville, like people who moved to LA, moved to LA generally speaking, for the weather, yeah, or the business. And yeah. by the business, I mean the industry. Yeah. So 
when there's a bunch of people from Detroit or Boston or Chicago or New York and they have jerseys and they have nice tickets and I just, you know, I crinkle up my nose and I go like, what are you like an editor or, you know, you're <laughs> yeah, like a yeah, PA yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah. some reason you've sold out your home and your community what, and your life to come live in L.A. To what pursue. are you, the key grip? Yeah, exactly. And now yeah. you're but but oh, you put on your old home colors to come and represent you know, in the one place in the city where anybody cares where you're from. Right. Like bitterly. Uh, but anyway, but Nashville, like I've been to Nashville. Nashville's lovely. And and, and frankly, people leave here yeah, to, to go, go to, to Nash- Nashville. And there's work in Nashville, right? Like music. Right, there are jobs like, yeah, in yeah, Nashville. Yeah. If you're if you're That's what I don't understand. A sound artist, like go work in Nashville. So right, I, that's I was where shocked. You go. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And I, of course I'm slandering everybody not from LA, even though I myself am not from LA. Yeah, I am not either. But, yeah. But, I know, did I from, tell you? You're I, from New York. <laughs> I'm not from there, but I work there. Yeah, yeah. you're a youper. I know. Sure, you're I um, yeah, no, a lot of gold jerseys. Uh, I wasn't paying rapt attention because once it was two to nothing, I... Tuned out? Well, I had a second intermission Star Wars bit to memorize, so I was... Do you care to refresh us on that? Yeah, we played uh, Frick or Furk. Frick or Furk? Yeah. Okay. Babu Frick, the droid machinist of Kajimi... I have no idea what you're talking or about. Or Martin Furk, the Czech winger from L.A. Okay. Uh, the gist of it is I gave a name to Greg Grun- Grunberg, uh, one of the stars of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I would give him names, and he would have to tell me uh, a Star Wars character or hockey player. Okay, go ahead. Give me oh, you want to play? Yeah, yeah. All I've right. never seen Star Wars. Snap Wexley. What? Snap Wexley. Snap Wexley. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Wars character. Correct. Yes. Boom Boom Jeffreyon. Oh, hockey player, of course. Bernie Boom Boom Jeffrey, on inventor yeah. of the... Now, the trick to this game is that Greg Grunberg may be not the world's greatest hockey expert. <laughs> gotcha. Um, uh, Beaumont Kin. Say again? Beaumont Kin. Beaumont Kin. I, I think that's the name. I'm going to have to look at the list. Once I memorized it, I flushed it, immediately flushed it from my memory. Beaumont Kin, I, I would say uh, Star Wars character. Correct. Okay. Played by Dominic Monaghan. Uh, Charlie from Lost, for those of you who don't know. Really? Didn't watch Lost? Either. All right. <laughs> then uh, after Beaumont Kin, Ulcers McCool. Come on. Ulcers McCool? Ulcers McCool. Star Wars character. No, hockey player. Goal- Ulcers McCool? Goalie from like the 30s or something. I mean, his first name wasn't Ulcers. I was going to say. Yeah. His first name was Frank. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that was his nickname. Yeah, yeah. Ulcers This McCool. one I think you'll get. Yeah, Tur- Frank McCool. I know. Turk Broda. Oh, Turk Broda's a hockey player. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But again, Sounds yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the last one was Enric Pride. Enric mm-hmm. Pride. How do you spell the first name? E N R I C. Star Wars character. Correct. So anyway, that was Frick or Furk. I would have done pretty well. Last year it was Kilray or Gunray. Kilray or Gunray? Yeah, Brian Kilray. First goal scorer of the LA Kings and Newt Gunray, vice chancellor of the Trade Federation from Star Wars. This is great. Yeah. I wish I could see the interview. Look, one, show. once a year, I get to, they let me play my dumb little games. It's and, fantastic. And I do it. I I'm, love it. Un, I am unusually proud That's of, good stuff, of Gunray That's good versus stuff. Kilray and yeah. uh, Frick, Frick or Furk. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this team stinks. That was, I believe, the point of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they don't stink. But, I mean, look. But they're not great. No. And every time we talk to – so you know, like I bumped into somebody from the uh, development staff, uh, not one of the former players, but one of the video guys, the analytics guys. And we were just chit-chatting. I knew him before either one of us was hired by the team. And I just said, like, hey, you know, this this game's result notwithstanding, 
you know, how, how, how do you feel on the team? And he said, you know, he said they're fine, basically. You know, like, there's work to do, obviously. And it's not a mystery to anybody what where the holes need to be filled. And, you know, like the, the Campbell thing, like I said, not his fault, but not terribly. He didn't steal the game for them. No. Right. Once that gets solved, the goalie triangle, like that's one of the things where we say, oh, it's, we're operating from a position of strength. It's great that the, that the team develops goaltenders, and it is. I don't mean to detract from it at all. I think it's wonderful. It is wonderful. And, and whatever they trade, whoever they trade, they will presumably get assets of value back. But uh, one of the reasons I really enjoy talking to Kat Silverman, who covers goalies and has worked as a goalie uh, development staff, staffer out in Arizona for the Coyotes. She writes for a bunch of different magazines, including The Athletic. She and I talked about Quick one time, and she said that part of the reason... Now, she's a huge Quick... Well, I wouldn't say detractor, but she doesn't believe in the magic of Quick the way the way the rest of us does, or do. Uh, and she said... But one of the things she said about Jonathan Quick that I thought was really fascinating was that when he showed up, they, they recognized his strengths, and they tailored the team defense around his strengths. And I thought, okay, well, that's interesting, and it makes perfect sense. If you have a guy with raw natural talent who plays a position as unique as goaltender... And you have an opportunity to mold your entire team structure around the one guy who plays 60 minutes a night. Why wouldn't you? Sure. Right? It doesn't mean that he's a systems goalie. It doesn't right. mean that, you know, because that, that was the complaint about Martin Brodeur, right? Well, anybody playing in front of like, okay. Right. Meanwhile, right. the dude won however many hundred. Like, So right now we have Campbell and Quick, who I would argue do not necessarily play the same style of goaltender. Not at all. And... Uh, oh, Zach Dooley, Ontario Rain Insider in the press box, looking lost and confused um, <laughs> and now bemused. Uh, but but you've got two goalies who play arguably different styles currently with the Kings, and you have uh, Peterson in Ontario. Yep. At some point in the next 15 months, that will settle, and you'll know who's got the net moving forward, right? And, presum right. and presumably it's Peterson. Well, yes. we don't really know how Peterson plays. So if you were inclined to tailor the team's structure around the goalie even a little bit, kind of hard when the dude's in Ontario. So there's just a million little things that will need to slowly sift into place. Well, yeah. and Did you say sift into place? No, no, sift. Oh, okay. wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, but I think some of those things will be answered in the next year mm -hmm. and before uh, the next year mm -hmm. gabriel velarde yes exactly right jared anderson dolan mm -hmm. uh mikey anderson mm -hmm. uh go down the all list all those dudes rasmus Kapari, yeah, yeah. right like all these guys will they be in la next year chances are some of those names i just mentioned probably will be here yeah most likely will be here that puts guys in more of a proper slot on yeah. this team, right? So, so you have you now have a second line center if Gabriel Velarde is healthy and can play. Yep. You have a, sec a legitimate second line center mm -hmm. who improves Jared, Jared his wingers. Anderson Dolan, right? Like, let me ask you this: line center. Let, let's just play fantasy hockey GM. Sure. Let's say that the best offer for Tyler Toffoli at the trade deadline is a conditional second round pick. Okay. Right, it's third round pick, but if the team wins the cup, you get a second round. Although I think that's low. For reality, it would probably be a second rounder, and if you win the cup, you get a first rounder because then you're just looking at the 31st overall. But anyway, regardless, let's just say that the best offer you get is a second rounder, and let's just say that you have a crystal ball 
and you know for a fact that Gabe Velarde will play 82 games in a Kings jersey next season as the second-line center. Do you think that Toffoli's game is improved by playing alongside a fully uh, armed and operational uh, Gabe Velarde Death Star next season? And I understand that this is all huge ifs and we don't knows, but I'm just... No. Really? Mm -hmm. Man, you don't like Toffoli. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I I do like him a lot. Yeah, I'm 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 frustrated for him, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he feels the frustration right himself, uh, because I I can see the talent is there. You can see he's got a great shot. You can see he's he's working hard. He's trying to get to the spots. It's just not working for him. He he's not consistent. Those are the big issues. I've I, I said it all along with Toffoli. He's just not the consistency is not there. The skills are there. The work ethic is there. You can see him trying every single. You don't game. think him playing with a six foot four, twenty one year old, playmaking, puck protecting guy would help him? I have three words for you. Uh huh. Uh oh. That seventies line. Yeah. I don't. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it's good and it's bad because. For a while, uh-huh. it was really good, mm-hmm. and they were unstoppable. You couldn't do anything to shut down that 70s Yeah, game. for like 30 games. And then, <laughs> yeah. exactly, that, yeah. well, that's where I'm going. Then it kind of fell off the cliff a little bit. So so you had Jeff Carter playing center. Yeah. Who could give him the puck yeah. and got him the puck, yeah. and he scored some goals. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of dried up. You're going to make me look up their numbers. And you go, them. where did it go? Why is it not there every night? Why is it not there every season? Why is he not scoring 25 or 30 every season? Why is he scoring 14 or 16? So that 70s line put together in 2014. 2014-15, Carter has 62 points, 28 goals. Toffoli has 23 goals. And Pearson has... Oh, that was the year Pearson broke his leg and missed half the season. But in half a season, had 12 goals. Okay. So I'm calling that a good year. So he's on pace for... 24, 25 yeah, yeah. goals. And, sure. and Toffoli and Carter, 28 and 23. There you go. So that's a good year. Uh, now I'm going to go on to the next. And then what happened? Well, so so Pearson breaks his leg in year one, right? Because 2014, was they got put together at like the end of February yep. Yep. or March, and then they had the playoff run. 2015-16, Carter has 62 points, 24 goals. Toffoli has 31 goals, 27 assists. Yep. Pearson has 15 goals, 36 points. That's a pretty good year. Pretty good. I don't know for a fact that they all – played together that year because that was the year they had Lucic and that line the lines got all jumbled up because they thought Lucic cap Kopitar and Gabrick would work but then it turned out that like Lucic Carter and Toffoli was a better line so Car- Pearson's numbers man but whatever basically pretty good then the next year is the year that Toffoli gets hurt first real injury of his career Carter leads the team 32 goals Pearson has 24 Toffoli has 16 points, 34 games, and 63 games. 34 points in 63 games. So, again, if he had another 20 games that season, he breaks 20 again. Probably, yeah. I mean, you're humming and hawing, but the point is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. The best ability is availability. But, uh, and then the next year is the playoff year. Toffoli has 24 goals. Pearson has 15 goals, 25 points, 40 assists, and Carter gets hurt. So... Again, that's a bum year. And then last year, <laughs> yes, last year was the big hole. So, I mean, I guess my argument, and this has been my argument all along, is 
you can want more out of guys like Pearson and Toffoli, but if you look around and try and find guys who realistically produce more than them on a, on a consistent basis, it's harder than you think. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. Um, so I'm just saying, as I said earlier, if the best you can get for Tyler Toffoli is a second-round pick, at some level, and I know this isn't really how it works, but at some level you took Tyler Toffoli with a second-round pick, so it's sort of a push. But anything less than that? I don't know. I'd rather just keep him. Okay. At, at, again, at a cap <laughs> at, friendly. Right. You I, know, like I'm yeah, not giving him $6 million, dollars, which right. is what people were talking about when he signed his last contract. Uh, do you think he would stay for that? Um, for a reduced rate. Yeah. I've seen too. his Instagram account. <laughs> I do, too. I think he likes living in L.A. I think he does, too. I think he likes his tiny dog. I think he likes the beach. I think he likes Disneyland. <laughs> Why would why wouldn't anybody like any of those things? <laughs> this is true. Um, you know, and then the larger philosophical question is, do you want to try and get away from that mentality? You know, that that uh, club med mentality that Lombardi always warned about. Yes. I don't know that you can. You have to. How? The team the team's offices are in the South, South Bay. Like. Daryl Evans, the great Daryl Evans Instagram account and Twitter feed are just him running on the damn beach every day. You know what I mean? Like, At the sunset. Yeah. yeah. And they moved the minor league team. Well, that's another. From, that's, that's a, from the barren wastelands of the Inland touchy Empire. touchy subject with me. To the South Bay. No, I, I think you're right. It's a touchy subject. And I imagine, honestly, it's probably a touchy subject with all of their agents. Because rent in Ontario versus rent in the South Bay has got to be uh, a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, I haven't done the. You know, I haven't paid close, close attention. But I'm sure gas is more expensive in the South Bay. Just too. a little bit. I'm sure the gallon of milk is probably more expensive. Probably a little bit. So I mean, I don't know. In 2000, once you've won the cup twice, I don't know how you. You know, and look, we do hockey night in L.A. Right, which is fun, but. You know, the Winnipeg Jets don't have Snoop Dogg, you know, or Will Ferrell hanging out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, right. I don't but, know. but Boston is a perennial contender. Yeah. Pittsburgh's a perennial contender. Yeah. Washington's a perennial contender. Mm -hmm. Nashville's a perennial contender. Mm. They've had a pretty good team the last Yes, no, absolutely. Years. You're talking about cities in big market cities. Yeah. Where there are other things to do, there are other distractions. It's not so much as L.A. I I've it. been to Boston. I, it's all right. I saw Harvard. It took an <laughs> afternoon. I'm just saying, there's got to yeah, be no, a, right. a way to reel it in. Yeah. To say this well, doesn't. I think Lombardi this did fly it. here. And and what he did was he put the team under quarantine. Right. Right. They weren't allowed to talk to the media. They weren't allowed to do media appearances. They weren't allowed to, you know. And I get it. I've spoke like now that I'm under the umbrella and behind the curtains, I. I understand how frustrating it is to all the people who run the business side of the organization right. when hockey ops is like, no, you can't talk to anybody. No, you can't do anything and stop bothering us. It makes it very difficult to market the team. I get it. Right. But as a fan, uh, as the kind of fan I am, I don't want to say that all fans are like me, but as the kind of fan I am, I would rather have zero public appearances from the players, zero interesting social media engagement from the players zero radio interviews television appearances or anything like that and 50 wins a year and a stanley cup banner in the in the 
in the rafters. Oh, I would too. Yeah. I'm well, right with you. Yeah. I think that's – I think – I think that is the influence that Todd McClellan is going to bring. And my only concern is that it seems like it had to be coming from – like that it wouldn't come from management, that, it, that management had to hire a coach to sort of do it for them. At least that's my perspective. I, I don't know. That's my only – concern because ultimately Todd McClellan won't be the head coach anymore right that's just the nature of the beast. right yeah 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 so what happens so then when McClellan leaves if he takes his locus of control with him well then we're just back to where we were last year we're back to Willie DeJardin well who knows <laughs> I mean I don't think Stevens was much better than DeJardin frankly I mean I get it the numbers are against me on this one Right, the players didn't like Desjardins. The fans didn't like Desjardins. Everybody from Vancouver doesn't like Desjardins. I get, I get it. Right, like at some point, the consensus is against me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still say we don't know what he was hired to do. Right. We don't know what he was told. Right. He came in. He came on board a sinking ship, and then everybody started throwing Sith at him because he couldn't stop it from sinking. They've, and and they may have just told him, "Get us through the year." Yeah, which he did. Right. We're not going to give you a whole lot to work with. Yeah, You're kind of handcuffed here. Nothing, I would argue. Right. right. <laughs> Here, here's Carl Hagelin. Go so sick. Just coach the team. <laughs> yeah. Here's Nikita Sherback and Brendan Leipzig. <laughs> yeah. all right. Spin gold, Willie. Like, all right, sure. Make it work, baby. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's do the play of the game and the player of the game. Uh, the player of the play of the game, the Alex Iafalo, uh power play goal. Yep. You agree? Yeah. Oh, it's anonymous then. Yeah. Uh, player of the game. Has to be from the Kings? No. Remember the, this. The, I mean, remember, I've said that when we started doing this, player of the game can be whoever you want. Could be a member of the ice crew. Could be a member of the media. Could be Bailey. It could be, you know. Bailey had a good game tonight. Yeah, it could be Cotton Candy Guy. Cotton Candy Guy was fantastic yeah. tonight. Did you there see you Cotton go. Candy Guy? No. Oh, what he was, was he doing? He was killing it tonight. All right. He was up with DJ Vic One, oh, dancing okay. up in his booth. Oh, you know who I'm going to say the player of the game was? Dieter Rule. Dieter Rule. Did Star Wars it, hashtag theme? did his job. Did his did more than his job. Yeah, yeah. Dita Rule brings it every night. Yeah. Um, player of the game. <sighs> I'll still say it's Alex. I follow. Right. Listen, I like Roman Yossi tonight. I thought he had a good mm. game. I thought Brendan Smith played a good game for them. I thought uh, uh, name escapes me right now. But anyway, uh, those two guys really stood out for me for Nashville, and and Pecorini was. Pretty good, although he wasn't tested a whole mm -hmm. lot. I'll still say it's Alex Ifo. Bunch of goals from the right point. <laughs> yeah, shots, shots on goal. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Uh, so, look, the team has a couple more games on this homestand. We got what? Columbus Monday, Dallas Wednesday? Uh, yeah. Columbus Monday, yeah. Dallas Wednesday. 7.30 Monday, 7 Wednesday. And then Vegas Thursday back-to-back. -back. In Vegas, yeah. Yep. And then Carolina on the road, and then yep. they don't Then the roadie. Yeah, yeah. It's what, four home games in January, I think? Uh, I believe one, it's four. Three, four, yeah. Not a lot. Yikers. Hard of course, you get the all-star break in there. Yeah. yeah. And, although we'll have two more opportunities to, to pump this, the all-star game, the AHL all-star game. Yes. In Ontario. In Ontario. Yeah. Yours truly will be calling that. And I will be sitting there watching it. Damn right. I mean, I think. I love it. You're going to come to the skills competition? I don't know. You should. I want to. You should. Here's the thing. I was having this conversation with two different people tonight about the all-star game, the NHL all-star game. They got to redo that whole thing, by the way. Well, I feel compelled to watch it just 
because they got to redo that whole thing. I agree. And I'm listen, I'm going to be a curmudgeonly old man here, but I don't think I'm wrong. There's sometimes where I turn into like a crank and I go, uh, this is probably just me. I actually think I'm right on this one. Sports sports are dumb, right? Like that's fine. Yeah. But one of the really nice things about sports that sets it apart from TV shows or pop music or Starbucks or any other thing that you experience on a regular basis in your life is ritual, right? Everybody, like, I, <clears throat> my dad and I would go to the game for 20-something years, and we had a routine, right? We'd park in basically the same spot. He would wear shorts. I would wear, you know, a jacket with pockets. So I'd have to put his Coke in my pocket because he doesn't like the Coke that they sell at the arena. Keys would go here. Da, 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 da. We sat in the same two spots. We'd eat the same thing. Team wore the same jersey. David, uh, oh, I'm blanking on David's name. Courtney. David Courtney on the PA system. Bob Miller calling the game. Nick yeah. Nixon on the radio. You know, Dita Rule eternally on the organ. Yeah. You know, uh, for the last seven years, um, Pia Toscano singing the national anthem, like ritual. Jay Flats working the crowd. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Ritual. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in the late 90s, and I confess that this makes me sound like an old man because I'm basically saying everything was cool when I was a teenager, and as soon as I started to get old, it started to suck. But at some point, early in Gary Bettman's tenure as commissioner, and I, this is why he gets booed. Like, people who don't understand why Gary Bettman gets booed, this is, I'm going to explain the joke to you. And I, he's in on it, and I appreciate it. Gary Bettman came in and realized that the only people who cared about his sport were a few million people in Canada and a few million people from Minnesota and a few million people who had moved from Canada throughout the country. And so they had to start making changes to grow the game. And I'm glad for a lot of them, but one of the ones I really never liked was changing the All-Star game. And one of the reasons I liked the All-Star Game, and one of the reasons, as dumb as the All-Star Game is, and as boring as the All-Star Game always will be, one of the nice things about the All-Star Game is, in the early 90s and before, the 80s, whatever, you would have one game a year where you'd go, oh my gosh, what if Wayne Gretzky and Brett Hull played on the same team? What if Timu Solani and Paul Correa were on the same line and had Al McInnes as their defenseman? And, it, and you got one game, three periods, 20 minutes, where nobody played any defense, and you could just imagine these great players playing together. And then somebody decided, ah, oh, this is boring. Nobody likes it. So let's make it cool. Let's fix it. And they got rid of that. And all of a sudden, it was USA versus the world, which appeals to an American audience because, and I'm sorry, I'm going to insult a bunch of people listening right now, and I'm sorry, this is 100% the bias of being born in Canada and raised by a Canada-centric person. American media and commercial interests have a way of stripping the things that make something unique away and just turning it into a mass-produced, simplistic, dumb version of itself. And North America versus the world is just, what even are you talking about? So all of a sudden you had an all-star game where it was like, what if Yaroslav Modri 
was on the blue line a lot. And listen, I like Yaroslav Modri. I'm not trying to. He works for the Kings. I get fired for saying this. But Yaroslav Modri made the All-Star game. All of a sudden, where it used to be like, okay, one guy from every team because, you know, now we have so many teams. And then it became like, now it's North America versus the world. And you have a team that's not very good. But you have to send one guy. And so that's your guy. And you're just like, all right. So now it's a one nothing game. And there's a bunch of guys that just aren't all-stars because every team has to have one guy. And it's not and, – and you know what I mean? And like it's – and 20, 30 years of cool jerseys, tradition, ritual, all this thing. And imagination. And that's, again, the imagination went out the window. And then, of course, predictably, it's boring. Nobody cares because you can't fix something that was – that is broken in its concept. So they change it. They change it to – they put in the draft. Which for the first year or two is great. It's great fun. Oh, look, who's going to pick that? But after two or three years, the novelty wears off, and now you're just sitting around waiting for people to call names. And then they bring in the three-on-three. And the first year, it was like, okay, right, 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 right. just go back to having two teams. Play a boring three-period game. Let us pretend, oh, wouldn't it be great if Taylor Hall played on a line with Phil Kessel? And then the trade happens. And you're like, oh, my God, it's so cool. Like, and guess what? It's going to be boring. You can't, You can't fix it. All-Star games are exhibitions. Exhibitions are boring. Yeah, the Pro Bowl is boring. Yeah. Uh, the NBA All-Star game is Major boring. Major League Baseball All-Star game is, it's for the most boring. part, boring. I mean, home field advantage in the World Series, who cares? No, it's boring. Essentially. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think there has to be a... It, it's, gone, it's gone way off where it should be. And these things with the, the skills competition and guys having to flip pucks up through different... Like, what? They never do that in a game? No. You're asking them to do that here? Like I remember Drew Doughty trying to shoot pucks over the over the oh, lip oh, of the thing. Painful. He, he painful. Can, well, he doesn't do that. Mm-mm. Like that's not his thing. But you ask him to put you ask him to throw sauce on someone's stick from halfway across the ice, he'll do it every time. Yeah. But you ask him to do it at an all star game with like it's not it's not their thing. Yeah. So I, I think they have to go back to square one and kind of reinvent what they tried to reinvent. And just be fine again, this is, this is my core message here. Just be fine with what it is. Right. It's for the sponsors. It's an exhibition. And it's for the fans of whatever that t- yeah. city is. Yeah. And stop. And how about this? We don't have to have a, a representative from every team in the game. Exactly. Because some teams aren't very good. Especially now that we're about to have, have 32. Yeah. A, a roster has, what, 23 guys? Yeah. And there's 32 teams. Yeah. Uh, how about you might have five guys yeah. who are all-stars on one team mm-hmm. and none from five teams? Mm-hmm. You might have that. Nobody from the Detroit Red Wings or the New Jersey Devils should be going to the All-Star game this year. Yeah. What did I say? Detroit was a minus 71 yeah. in cold temperature? I mean, Anaheim? No. Listen, you, I think... You could argue... I was just going to say it. You could argue this team. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yep. I wanted to ask you one, one other thing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you two other things. Do we have time? Sure. The Curtis McDermott suspension. Well, what, what's your what's your thought? What's your gut tone? Uh, it seemed a little bit stiff to me, but I'm not going to cry about it. How about you? Um, yeah, agreed mm-hmm. with what you said. Uh, any blow to the head now is considered, mm-hmm. you know, a suspendable offense. The issue I have, and I know the refs can't see everything, but there was no penalty call yeah. on the ice. Uh, the guy you- leaned into it. The guy's bent over. Yeah. You still got to control. I understand you got to control your body and you, mm-hmm. you got to take a different angle or whatever. 
Here's I I, I struggle with. A, there was no penalty called. Mm-hmm. I know it happens where they go back and look at the tape and there was no penalty and blah, blah, blah. But then he ends up in the Flyers bench. Mm-hmm. Shane Goss's pair pushes him, two-hands him back onto the ice. I thought that There's was funny. no penalty called for that. I thought that was really funny. Which I would have done the same thing if I was Shane Goss's <laughs> yeah, pair, right? Yeah. We've all I've, you've done that mm-hmm. if you've been on the bench. But he gets a two-game suspension for I, – I don't know. I, so here's my thought. Here's here's what I think happens in that. Rough. I, it reminded me of the Dowdy suspension. Even, even here – the Corey Perry suspension in Dallas, yeah. in Dallas at the outdoor game. Five games? So, so Five games? Do you remember when Dowdy was suspended oh. against Vegas? And I'm not a big Corey Perry fan. I'm no, not, no, I'm, I'm not, not. not backing the no, guy up. No, no, I just, no. It's a little harsh. So the Dowdy suspension against Vegas, I thought it wasn't malicious. It was just one of those things, right? Right. He, he side swipes him barely. Right. But the, the phrase I used at the time was it was um, unnecessary. Right, he didn't need to make that play, right. and because he did make that play, the guy wound up getting hurt, even if he wasn't trying to hurt him. The McDermott hit. The first thing I thought before I saw that he hit him, before I saw the head contact, before I saw the pushback onto the ice, yeah, all I saw was McDermott take himself way out of position to make a hit, right, and dump himself in the bench. And my initial response was, "That's a dumb play, McDermott. Even if you did blow the guy up, you're still way out of position, and everybody, you know, you say take a hit to make a play." That dude took a hit to make a play. Now, it turns out he took a hit to the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is it was an unnecessary. I agree with that. Yeah. And so I think that's what the league is sort of saying is, like, we understand that we can't. Well, that's the Corey Perry thing, too. Like, yeah. you, you didn't have to hit the guy the way you hit the guy with yeah. your elbow. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, the other one I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. there was a play earlier tonight. We were watching uh, some hockey in the press room mm-hmm. while we were having dinner. There was a play where a player from Ottawa, mm. the puck came into the crease. It was up in the air. And he headbutted the puck, <laughs> and it went that. into the yeah, goal, yeah, yeah. and it was no goal. Right. Now, do you agree with that or no? Well, I somebody asked me that. Didn't Stu Grimson score one off his head? Well, here's the thing. And I talked to uh, Shane Heyer, former NHL linesman, about uh-huh. this. I asked him why that's called no goal, and he said, where do you draw the line? So, mm. so if a puck hits your skate right. and you don't kick it in, if it deflects off your skate, it's a good goal. Right. If the puck deflects off your shin pad and goes in the net, it's a good goal. Right. If the puck deflects off your chest and goes in the net, it's a good goal. If the puck hits you in the head and goes in the in the net, right, like it's Grimson. a good goal. Right. But if you head butted, if in, you head butted in, I know. If you make, if or you, if you punch it, if you punch yeah, it, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. make an, uh, 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 I'm doing like a chicken wing mm-hmm. thing here with my arm. If you throw your arm out, your elbow out. To push the puck in the net, it's no goal. Yeah, and he said the it, it, the point is, where do you draw the line? Like where? Distinct you know what I mean? heading motion, <laughs> right? And he yeah. said, he, he, and I said, well, what about goal scoring? Like they want goals scored. So to me, that's a skill play. If a mm. guy's skilled enough and using his head, so to speak, yeah, yeah. to put the puck in the net, well, he should be commended and rewarded with the goal. But then, but then Shane made the the point to me. He said, okay, so. If a guy's laying next to the crease and he's his stick is tied up and he swipes with his arm, his elbow, and he bats the puck into the net on the ice mm-hmm. with his elbow, should it be a goal? I said, yes, it should be a goal because he had the wherewithal to think, oh, I'm going to put – he said, no, but they want guys to score with their sticks. So when I was growing up and was learning the game, <clears throat> my father – would tell me that there's two reasons, one of two reasons that any rule exists. Now, it has changed since then, but at the time it made sense to me, and I think it's probably pretty true. The first reason is to avoid people getting hurt. Yep. 
And the second reason is to make sure that there's an, at least a base level of skill involved in the playing of the game. Now, the, the goal scoring, the kicking thing, was always explained to me as you don't want people kicking because they got knives on their feet. Yeah. And if they kick. Agreed. They, yeah. The elbowing thing, to your point, if you're trying to elbow the puck in and you either connect or don't and you elbow the goalie in the head, that's not great. Um, He's wearing a helmet. No, and look, and there's an element of. With a mask. When, when also, when I was a kid, one of the greatest things I ever heard yelled at the forum. I don't remember how old I was, but I was. So at the forum, it was a bad game. There was a very empty audience, so you could hear everything. And some dude from the nosebleeds yells out, Hey, ref! It's a tough game! People get hurt! And I always thought, like, yeah, it, it is a tough game. <laughs> People do get hurt. And so I'm sort of with you on that one, right? Like, if you try to elbow the, goal, the puck in and you hit somebody with your elbow, like, hey, ref, it's a tough game. People get hurt. Yeah. But I can understand why they would try and discourage... Uh, a bunch of limb swinging or swinging, <laughs> excuse me, uh, well, in she, a very c- closed area where everybody. So Shane made the point. He said, so should you be able to throw the puck into the net? Yeah, I'm, I'm more OK with that than I am with anything. Well, else. I said, no, of course you can't throw the puck. in. I said, it's like in soccer. You can't hand the ball into the net, but you can play the puck with your hand. Sure. You can't make a hand pass, but you can. Well, you can in the defensive zone. Yes. But in the offensive zone, you can catch it and cor- corral it, as they say. And put it down. Yeah, well, why can't I corral it into the net? Well, this was my point. If you yeah. want scoring to go up. Absolutely. And you can put the puck into the net with your chicken wing mm-hmm. or with your hand or with your head. You can headbutt. I, listen, I think. The headbutt seems less dangerous than the elbow to me. is like, because the elbows. I mean, listen, I only played bronze level. Uh, oh, we've a, heard. A, yeah. adult, oh, we've heard. I'm well roller. aware. But even my el- my elbow pads were like six inches long. Like, yeah, you could hurt somebody with sure. those. So I'm. But guess I'm, what? It's a tough game, ref. <laughs> People Guys get hurt. Guys are going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get your. I'm okay with headbutting, and okay. I, honestly, I'm okay with corralling "quote unquote" the puck into the net with your hands. Even. Yeah. I'm all right with them saying you can't use, as you say, your chicken wing, because yeah. then you're like, once you incentivize people to start throwing bows in the crease like that's <laughs> that's a slippery slope all right i just want to get your and again you can't you know you got knives on your feet yeah so no kicking I anyway agree. I agree. we're gonna wrap it up the all-star game's boring their jersey sucked everything was better when i was a kid and tonight was a sith show it was a sith show yes. <laughs> that's right uh we'll probably be ending this with the uh the imperial march so uh a couple games left on the homestand kings fans thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon Yeah, so